This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Vent Line, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Vent Spins away. And trying to get in the end zone. The ball is loose. It appears to be covered by Minnesota for a touchdown. And it is. Galvin Cook, big running room. Across midfield. Inside the 30 with a man to beat him down, and Cook is tripped up inside the 10. Second down and 14. Pocket collapses again on Stafford, and he is going to pitch it. And the ball is on the ground. Minnesota scoops it up. And on his way into the end zone is Daniel Hunter. That is a touchdown. Bunch of sissies. If you're the Lions, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start out with the first vent, okay? And it has nothing to do with the Vikings. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Why would you call three timeouts? It's a, a snappy game. We're looking to be done by two thirty five. Vikings dismantle with ten sacks. The Lions. You call three timeouts to get the ball back after a punt, and then you take a knee. Yeah. Get out of here, Matt Patricia. Have some respect for the process. Yeah. Clean yourself up. Be a little more professional. Yeah. Well, just quit slouching over there in your hooded sweatshirt. You haven't showered in 10 days. Um, <laughs> we'll take your calls. Not a lot to vent about. Although, Kirk Cousins gave you a couple things to vent about. And I'm sure we'll find some stuff. We have one open phone line right now. 651-646-8255. And thanks to Lucky's 13 Pubs, five metro locations, the best spot to watch football all day long on Sundays from noon until, I guess you could, in theory, stay there from like noon until 10.30 p.m. Drinking those Bloody Marys and getting your hands on some of those great appetizers. Lucky's 13, the official sponsor of Vikings Ventline. I'm Phil Mackey. That is Manny Hill. We've got Jonathan Harrison taking your phone calls. Let's start out with one of our favorite guys, Realistic Randy in Oakland. What's going on, Randy? Yeah, the whole Matt Patricia thing. I'm sitting here watching this guy on the sidelines. I've been talking about be professional, be professional. This dude looks like he's just sweating all over the place using vegetable oil for deodorant. But as far as I owe an apology, I looked on my Twitter earlier today, halfway through the game, and I realized, I, someone tweeted, someone hacked my account and tweeted out that Cook doesn't need to play today, that he doesn't understand. So I just want to apologize. I got hacked. I never meant to say that whatsoever. <laughs> hey, real quick, but, Randy, did anyone else, did, were, when, when you guys were watching Dalvin Cook and you saw daylight ahead and it's going to be a 60-yard run and he's got to open that thing up the whole time I'm thinking, oh, God, oh, God, hamstring, hamstring, hamstring. Yeah. But he Don't came pop away the hammy. okay. Don't pop the hammy. <laughs> Yeah, I was very concerned about that, but he looked to be okay. And my thing was, if if he has any lingering issues with the hammy, he should have stayed out. But 
hey, I was wrong. He played well. He did a really good job today. But I know we already talk about how we have the best receiver and the best safety in the league. I think we need to add best defensive end in the league for this Minnesota Vikings team. Daniel Hunter with three and a half sacks, three tackles for losses today, and something that may get overlooked. The constant rotation of defensive linemen we have, the backup D linemen, were outstanding. I think that's something that may be underappreciated. Tom Johnson alone had two and a half sacks. Steven Weatherly, he had a sack and two tackles for a loss today. So, overall, great defensive line performance. I thought that the offensive game plan wasn't bad considering that Diggs was out and you knew that teams would focus more on Adam Thielen today. They would key on him more. Uh, Chad Beebe, he did a really good job. I wish I could have seen more of him or more targets thrown his way. I think he should be. Either him or Algic Robinson should be a third receiver um, moving forward for the rest of the year. And I thought coaching was much better this week. They had two situations that were identical to last week, and they did in about face. They had fourth and three on the first possession. Everyone thinks about the um, Latavius Murray touchdown. What led to that on fourth and three, Laquan Treadwell wasn't on the field at all on that play on fourth and three. And last week they had Laquan Treadwell on the, on the field on fourth and one against the Saints. They threw it to him. It was incomplete pass. Treadwell wasn't on the field at all, and I thought that's great because he, he has gotten better, but at the same time, he doesn't get consistent separation, and that's a liability that handicaps you 10 on 11 on offense. So I think Chad Beebe, he got the first down, and that led to the Murray touchdown. And with 50 seconds left, two timeouts remaining, I believe it was, or three timeouts, whatever it was, before the end of the first half, they stayed aggressive, and they got points out of it. So, like I said, I expect this team to win the division. I just wonder how they're going to do when a team is better than the Lions. They are going to respond back to their adjustments. But so far, so good going into the bye week. What, 5-3-1? and one. Good stuff for the Vikings. Thank you. Realistic Randy in Oakland. Yeah, that's a good call again, as Randy gives us every week. Um, yeah, you know, on the last point about just the, the tougher opponents uh, for the Vikings, yeah, I mean, they're they're coming now. I mean, you know, the Bears, the Bears aren't a great team, but we know, Phil, you and I both know, like, Whenever the Vikings go to Soldier Field, it's just like that's like kind of a house of horrors for them. Like even when they win, it's just like ugly and it's just not fun. And even when the Bears are bad, it's not it's never really fun to see them go to Soldier Field and play. But yeah, I mean, after that, you've got the Packers and you've got the Patriots, you've got the Seahawks. The Seahawks are playing well right now. This was they needed to get this win today. They really did. When you look at what they have coming up after the bye week. Um, so it's it's good for them to get this win, and the defense is ha- the defense has been really really good the last month or so. Mm-hmm. The last four games, the defense has been really really strong. It's starting to look like the unit that we saw last year. Yep. In fact, for for Vikings fans who are on the ledge about the first three or four weeks of poor and shoddy leaky defensive performances, apples to oranges here. But go look at the first four games the Patriots played last year. They had thirty thirty five points per game given up defensively. And everybody was wondering, man, how can you know, the Patriots have the worst defense in the NFL, this, that, and I believe they allowed an average of 15 or 16 points per game the rest of the season. And the Vikings are in that territory now where they're back to being who they were on third down. They're allowing like 25% success rate on third down. 10, 10 sacks today. Yeah. Daniil Hunter with, uh, with three and a half and a touchdown scooped up that fumble. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Ben in Florida, you're on Ventline with Manny and Mackey. What's up, Ben? Uh, nothing much, guys. Uh, just two things. Um, that 
the fumble that Matthew Stafford had that pretty much sealed the game, Mike Zimmer should take that take that entire play and play it over and over to Kirk Cousins and show him this is what you're doing every single game. Hopefully he gets that. And defensively, because and defensively, I know the Vikings defensive line is good, but I question if the Lions offensive line actually showed up today because some of those facts are just a little bit, they seem like a little bit too easy. But, hey, I'll take it. You know, they're 5-3-1 going into the bye. Got a tough stretch coming up, but anything can happen in this league. You, don't, you never know. So, glad the team is 5-3-1. Right. Ben in Florida, thanks for the call. Let's buzz through a couple here. Chansey and Fargo. What's happening, Chansey? Hey, guys. I thought it was a game that the team can really build off of, right? I think that the division title will be decided over their next two games, Chicago and Green Bay. The Green Bay game is probably for the division if everything shakes out. And I like that the team is crescendoing, moving up. This was a nice game to see where some role players stepped up, where you didn't have the big feel in their digs game, and you had to rely on that to win. You saw Kyle Rudolph actually show up. You got Aldrich Robinson. Cook is kind of coming back into the fold. I like it as as just a building game. And if the defensive line is going to play like that, they can beat anybody. And I mean anybody, including the Saints and the Rams. If you're going to get that kind of defensive line effort, you can win. I like that they're crescendoing, and like I said, it's a good building game. And I just want to see the role players keep contributing. Curse, some of these other guys, uh, it, it was a great win and really workmanlike, but the most convincing victory really of the season, if you ask me. So thanks a lot. Chansey and Fargo, thank you. He brings up the defensive line. Yeah, You can make a pretty strong case historically in the NFL, especially the last 20, 25 years. Super Bowl champions, and yes, I am putting that title Next to the Vikings, because I think I think they're one of eight teams that can win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're number one, but I think they're one of eight teams. Mm-hmm. Pass rush and passing game. If you have a pass rush, if you can fluster the opposing quarterback, and then by extension generate turnovers, and if you can throw the ball and move it through the air, and yes, I get it, you can't ignore a run game, and you have to have an offensive line and all these things, and you have to be able to stop the run, but if you have a pass rush and you can move the ball through the air, those might be the two most important ingredients for winning a Super Bowl. They can do that. Now, they also yeah. have a quarterback that blue screens twice a game, which he did <laughs> again today. But, yeah, that pass rush, now that Everson Griffin's kind of back to himself, whew, good luck. Yeah, the, the defensive line, I think we're, and, and Randy sort of brought this up in the first call we had here, is the defensive line, there's depth there now. Like, that was, the defensive line last year was really good, but they just, you could see later in the season, those guys started to get more and more tired and more and more wore down. Because they just didn't have the depth. And you saw with the Eagles last year, I mean, they were rotating defensive linemen in every other play. And that's, you know, they kept that defense fresh on route to winning the Super Bowl. This year, now with Steven Weatherly making great strides. And now Tom Johnson is back, but he's not the starting, he's not starting on that defensive line. He's like a rotation guy now. So he's fresh. This is this is big that they can have some depth now and guys that can sort of rotate in. Yeah, uh, you're listening by the way to AM 1500 KSTP Minneapolis St. Paul. It's 1500 ESPN and Vikings Vantline. We have a couple open phone lines right now: six five one six four six eight two five five and eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. I like the alliteration here on line five. It's Christian in California. What's going on? Hey. Um... Yeah, I've, I was born in Minnesota. I love the Vikings. And uh, what made the Vikings so great last year was the fact that they had so few um, mistakes on offense. Like, they, they didn't turn the ball over. And then this year, it just seems like they're losing games because they're, 
they have momentum, and then they turn the ball over. It happens like twice a game, and and they lost last week because they they turned over the ball twice. Um, and it's just really this because they have like a better passing attack, and and they they look good. It's just they just they just keep making those like really bad mistakes of turnovers, you know, dropping it and and throwing it interception. Yeah, Christian, thank you for the phone call. The interception, the, the Darius Slay interception, I don't know what Kirk Cousins was looking at. I don't think he even knows what he was looking at, but it's to like, be honest with you. That I was mean, really bad. He is. I, I made a joke about this a few weeks ago, but it's true. I tweeted I tweeted the, the gift today. He is a perfectly well-running computer for three hours, except it'll just shut down out of nowhere and give you the blue it'll screen crash. of death. And yeah. then you have to restart it, and it's like, okay, then it runs really well for an hour, and then, oh, fumble, <laughs> oh, dumb interception. And that's how I thought. The only real bad thing I felt today was, why did Kirk Cousins throw that? What was, it wasn't like a route miscommunication. I don't think Adam Thielen was running the route, so yeah. guessing it wasn't it him spacing coverage. out. Yeah, yeah, there were more lions in that area than there were Vikings. So yeah, he, he I don't know I don't know what he was thinking there. The other thing that I think we need to maybe keep an eye out for is you know, Dalvin Cook had the long run that set up the touchdown to Thielen and and that was great. And it's you know, they're gonna need him to be a part of this thing if they're gonna go on a run here. But he he's gotta secure the football a little bit better, man. Like that that's kind of I'm I'm concerned that that's going to kind of become a thing now with him. Like we saw the last time he played substantially, he had a he had a nice run, and then he you know the ball got poked out of his hands, and so that's that's something to sort of keep an eye out for. I mean, we had a running back here uh, not too long ago that was the running back here for about a decade that had some issues with securing the football. So I like Dalvin Cook, I like him a lot, but he's got to he's got to clean that up a little bit. Yeah, I mean the guy. It, it it probably helps if you can just start playing some games, sure. right? I mean, yeah. the fact that he's only played seven games ever, eight out of a possible what twenty five, something like that. Yeah, six five one six four six eight two five five. Bob in Pennsylvania. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? What's going on with win you, man? Today. Yeah. This win was about a couple things. One, to plant the seed of fear in our next four opponents: the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. By the way, Mitch. Double-digit sacks with the front four. Everson Griffin, Hunter, Joseph, and uh, Sheldon Richardson. So have a couple nightmares about that. Number two, when Dalvin Cook is on this offense, it's an explosive offense. He had a fumble today, but let me tell you, he made up for it in every other play that he made because every time he touches the ball, there's speed there's an extra spin off the initial hit that he gets an uh, you know the other yard or two, and the screen passes open up. I love Cook. I love this offense. I'm looking forward to the next four games, which are huge to get back in the, on top of the uh, division, get back to the playoffs, and look towards that Super Bowl. Right on, Bob in Pennsylvania, one of our favorite callers. I like when, when the Vikings play in Philadelphia and he gets to do recon and <laughs> almost gets murdered inside uh, the link. He almost got thrown off a railing there, I guess. Yeah, he, he, he almost died. The, he, he went to the Vikings-Eagles game and Bob almost, almost got, died. Almost got yep. thrown off the second deck. We're happy that Bob didn't. By his buddies, in fact. <laughs> well, that's you can never trust those Philadelphia friends, man. <laughs>
Yeah, it's all fun and games until someone stabs you with a shiv or something. <laughs> um, can we have a moment of silence for Adam Thielen's streak of 100-yard games? Just a little moment of silence. Okay, that's good. Yep, Four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. But I think that goes to show you when Stefan Diggs is on the field, just how difficult it is. Teams treat Stefan Diggs oftentimes as the best receiver on the field. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's right or wrong, but that's what. Ha- so when he comes off the field and it's a bunch of Chad BBs running around or Laquan Treadwells, co- becomes a lot easier for, for Slay to just cover Thielen and have safety help on a regular basis. So he was only targeted seven times. He's usually targeted 10 plus times per game. So the mm-hmm. targets were down and the catches in the yards were down. But uh, I think I would still stay on that stock for the rest of the season. But it, it, it yeah. does show you if Stefan Diggs is out, it just becomes a lot easier to play defense against this passing game. Yeah, well, and it just shows you just how good these guys are. The you know Thielen and Diggs is that when you take one of them away, obviously the Lions are inclined to focus all of their attention then on on Adam Thielen and make it even difficult for make it more difficult for him to to be a factor in the game, but that also can open up opportunities for Aldrick Robinson and Chad Beebe and Laquan Treadwell. Um, hey, but, La- hey, Laquan, uh, I believe, was the leading yardage receiver for the Vikings today with 37. In fact, how about this list of yardage for the Vikings receiver? Is that receivers? a career high for him? It's got to be close, right? He's never. There's no way that guy's had 50 <laughs> yards so. in the game. Yeah, he had 37 yards. Kyle Rudolph had 28, and then everyone else had 22, 21, 20, 20, and 16. So, congratulations to Laquan Treble, leading receiver for the Vikings in yardage today. Uh, let's go to Thomas and Eden Prairie. Thomas, you're on Ventline. Hey, guys. I'm uh, just coming home from the game right now, actually, and thought, uh, what a defensive performance against a very decent team, and what a poor offensive performance uh, passing from Kirk Cousins. Yes, absolutely. You mean it was a great passing performance from Kirk Cousins? Is that what he said? I think he said. I thought he said poor passing oh, performance. Okay, he stopped talking there. So, yeah. um, by the way, if you are leaving the game, you can you can definitely call us. Yeah. Even if you're you get your buzz on six five one six four six. Don't swear, please. We have to dump you and just, Jeff in Texas. Just, if you're listening, yeah, just don't. Just doesn't sound great. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Let's go to Stephen Shorewood. Hey, Steve. Hey, Phil. Or, or was it five or eight wins, Phil, this year? Anyhow, Listen, mathematically, mathematically, Steve, uh-huh. I think mathematically that prediction still lives. Wow, that was a stinker yesterday in Champaign. <laughs> Holy bucket. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, this is a it's recipe true. between their offensive line being awful, and now you know Stafford has no targets hardly that are legit. Uh, this was a recipe for, I think, what happened. But, you know, at the end of the day, Seattle, Philly, uh, the Rams, New Orleans, it'll be, and maybe the, maybe the Bears. It'll be, you know, can can they get through those? Are they going to have to? Are they going to be in a wild card? Or are they going to have to play more playoff games? Or are they going to get a bye? And if they have a get a bye, maybe they got a chance. If they have to play what one, two, three games to get to the Super Bowl, I think that's going to be really tough. Yeah, and either either way, thanks for the call, Steve. Either way, Manny, it's looking like. No matter what, if you start to project down the road, NFC Championship game, if if they get there, it's a big if. Mm-hmm. That game ain't going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium. Wasn't no. that kind of the hope last year? Okay, if you can just get that game to U.S. Bank Stadium and go 13-3 and three again, well, 
the Rams would have to fall off a cliff for that to happen. And yeah, and so would other teams in the NFC. The Saints would have to fall off a cliff, and they have a tiebreaker over you. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I think right now, if you're the Vikings, you're just set on just trying to try to win this division so that you can at least get one home playoff game um, in that wild card round. And you know, depending on if you're the your three seed or the four seed, uh, we'll. Also, probably determine if you have to go. If you know, if you win that game, if you have to go to New Orleans or Los Angeles. I honestly believe it or not, even though I think the Rams are a better team, I would almost actually prefer if the Vikings are going to go on the road. I would prefer them to go play the LA Rams because I think I think that environment. I could see Kirk Cousins in this offense going on the road and sort of thriving in that environment. I want no parts of the Superdome. Yeah, in the playoffs again, man. That place is just so hard to win, especially in the playoffs. Well, I think most importantly, regardless of environment, I agree that's a tougher environment. I just would rather have no part of Drew Brees. Sure, yeah. And and Drew Brees playing at the level he's playing at, probably in his mind thinking this is my last chance at a Super Bowl because you can't guarantee anything beyond this season. Um, yeah, it would be it would be. You're going to have to win a game on the road in the playoffs no matter what unless you run the table here the rest of the way with a tough schedule. So that's that's the that's the path. It doesn't doesn't mean it's not possible, but uh get through the Bears and get through the Packers here on your schedule yeah. before you start projecting some your of division. This stuff. That that's I mean, win your division. That's that's where you that's where your focus has got to be. I mean, obviously for them focus on the next game, but you know, ultimately win the division, get that secured up so that you can ha- get yourself a home playoff game at least and I mean, I don't know who I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC East right now. It'd probably be what Washington right now, but they're getting they got beat by Atlanta today. So. I'm still putting money on Philadelphia coming out of that division. Yeah. Philadelphia will. I mean, obviously they're not headed for a 13 and three season either here, but could they get to 10 and six, 11 and five? Uh, they'd have to win a lot of games to get to 11 and five. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Couple open phone lines if you guys want to snag them right now. Vikings vent line powered by Lucky's thirteen. Let's go to Mike and Coon Rapids. You're on Ventline with Mackie and Manny. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good, good Mike. Easy hey, win for hey. the Vikes. Well, you know, it, it was a good game on defensive side, which I was actually nice to see the defense show up uh, with a bye week instead of thinking about the boat in Minnetonka already. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh I just have a comment. I, I remember listening uh, to another one of your competitor stations, but an old Vikings who was being, uh, you know, on a network or whatever. Uh, they were talking about Cousins, and a couple of us were talking about the bar today, and we're like, yeah, if you watch them, they're right. He looks at his first receiver all the time. It, it seems to us that he doesn't look off his receivers very often. And I'm just curious your guys' opinion on if that's just him not, you know, trusting the reads, or is he just thinking he only has like two seconds to throw the ball, or what the deal is? We're trying to figure out why he's not looking, you know, option two and three on a lot of the, you know, play calls. Uh, so I'm not, Mike. I'm not going to pretend to be an all twenty-two film guy here. We have other people on staff who definitely do that very well. But my guess is, my guess is, if you start to go down the list of who his number one option would be, and then who his number two option would be. Today, if Stefan Diggs isn't on the field, it might it might be that he's looking at Thielen and then, oh, okay, or Thielen Diggs and uh, Treadwell. So it might yeah. it might be some of that. Thank you, Mike. That's a a good question. But he doesn't throw that many interceptions either. That was only his fifth interception of the year today, mm-hmm. and I don't even I don't know. 
But I wonder, I wonder if the inter, I mean, the interception he threw today, he was trying to force it into traffic to feeling. And, and I wonder if there is a little bit of something to that in, in that, which, I mean, you kind of understand it because look, feeling is fantastic. And obviously he's the guy that, especially with Diggs being out today, he's the guy that cousins trust the most, but. I do think that there needs to be a point where you've got to be able to, you know, if you can look down and see that Adam Thielen is double covered, which he was double covered a lot today, you got to be willing to, you know, look off and, you know, give Aldrick Robinson a shot or give Chad Beebe a shot. And and look, they spread the ball around a little bit today. There wasn't a great passing performance by the offense today, but, you know, they, they, they spread it around a little bit today. It's just you're, you're, you're down a guy, and everybody else is sort of pushed up a slot uh, behind Thielen, and you know this is kind of what you get when when one of your top guys is out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rams and Saints, you're going to find very soon here on 1500 ESPN when Vikings vent line is over. The final stats: Kirk Cousins, 18 of 22 for 164 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Dalvin Cook and his return to the Vikings lineup. He was on a pitch count, but he made the most of his pitch count. Ten carries for 89 yards. And an, a near touchdown, a 70-yard run for him. So the other nine carries went for only 19 yards, but you'll take the uh, the 70-yard run in there. And then the Vikings had seven different receivers catch at least a pass. Nobody caught more than four. That was Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. And nobody had more than 37 yards, but the defense had 10 sacks of Matthew Stafford. 10 sacks. Stafford went 199 yards. It took him 36 throws to get that far. And uh, three yards per carry only for the Lions on 24 carries. Matthew Stafford just by the end of that, like he by their done, last dude. drive, he just looked like I'm, I'm, I'm done. This is this Peace enough out. of this enough of this stuff. Let's go to a stone man in Ohio. What's going on? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Yeah. Fire away. Greetings from Madison, Ohio. By the way, home of the Spielman brothers. Yeah. Well, we get we've got, we've done the uh, Chris Spielman combination about three times on the broadcast this year. I actually really enjoy listening to Chris Spielman. I mean, I think he takes it very fundamental to, you know, where people that don't watch a lot of football can understand it. Um, my point, though, to you guys, uh, it's really great to see the defense since the Rams game get their mojo back. It's been fun to watch. And um, I'll get two things for you guys, and interesting, hopefully you comment on both of them. I noticed Brian O'Neill started for Rashad Hill. Did you guys notice that, too? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought he played really well today. I think they really have something going with between him and, um, you know, Pat Erline at, at center, a really young offensive line that could develop. Yeah, it felt really like the well. the left side, well, the Isadora side of the offensive line felt like the problem today more than the right side. We'll have to break down the film and see, though. Yeah, I mean, Riley Reef, I think, is sort of playing – I, you know, I don't think he's a hundred percent, but I mean, they they need him at left tackle. They, I mean, you just can't you can't survive Rashad Hill playing at left tackle for an entire season, and yeah. so they need Riley Reef out there. Brian O'Neill, I mean, I, I if if you're if you put Brian O'Neill in a situation like today where the Lions don't really have a, a great pass rush, I think he can be okay. But if you put him in situations like last week where he's going up against Cam Jordan, one of the best pass rushing defensive ends in the league. He's going to struggle, and he struggled mightily last week. So I think for O'Neal, it just kind of depends on who they're going up against. And then, Stoneman, what was your second point? And, you know, uh, thanks for commenting, guys. My my other point is the guy's been great. 
I, I hate to say bad things about Kirk Cousins, but is it just me or does he make one or two bonehead plays a game that could be the difference between us going to the Super Bowl or not? He does. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I yeah. really love the show. Thank you for calling from Ohio. And uh, we do have a couple open lines right now if you want to grab them. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. So part of it was the opponent you're playing was weak today. You're playing mm-hmm. at home and your defense was dominant. A day like today, Kirk Cousins short circuits, throws a bad interception, and just makes a couple mistakes, and it doesn't matter because your defense is on fire, you're playing the Lions. So it doesn't matter in this case. Where it starts to matter is when you're playing the Saints and Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. If he blinks once or twice and Drew Brees doesn't, is the rest of your team good enough to make up for that against another team that's rock solid from 1 through 53? And the answer was no last weekend. Right. That's the hard part here going forward, comparing the Vikings to the top quarterbacks and the top teams in the league if Kirk Cousins hiccups twice in a three hour span. And we even saw in the in the Rams game a few, you know, a few weeks ago, I guess a month ago now, where I mean Kirk overall played terrific in that game. And I mean he made some big time big boy throws in that game, but again, the game was ultimately decided at the end by a fumble. He got hit from behind and the ball came out and you know those are the type of things that you just have to hope when you get to the playoffs that you just have to hope doesn't doesn't happen I mean we talked about it earlier this morning Phil and on pregame vent line if this team's going to go on a run it has to be kind of like how the Ravens did it in 2012 where Joe Flacco you know for the most part mediocre above average quarterback just catches fire and just plays Fantastic in a playoff run. Like yeah. that's that's what we're going to need out of Kirk Cousins if this team is going to go on a run. Yep. Uh, one final segment of Vikings Vent Line. When we come back here, we'll get to Mark in Minneapolis right off the bat. But your final chance to chime in on what you saw today in a twenty-four to six decide. Well, twenty-four to nine. Twenty-four to nine. I forgot about that last field goal. Hey, get that good last on, field goal. Good on the Lions. Yeah. I guess they figure we got to score three times in a minute. We might as well get the field goal out of the way. <laughs> twenty-four to nine. And uh, the Vikings prevail. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Manny? Yeah, you know, usually if, if you know, we watch the Vikings games uh, from here at the, at the studio, but, you know, one good place to watch a Vikings game on Sunday or any night that they're playing is at Lucky's 13th Pubs. And, uh, you know, they have you covered for the best game day experience. Tons of TVs. They've got those legendary appetizers. Uh, those fresh half-pound burgers, those handcrafted sandwiches, they're fantastic. Wide variety of uh, many other pub favorites. And I'll tell you what, this drink menu that they have is fantastic, too. A huge selection of tap beer, those handcrafted cocktails, the best Bloody Marys in town. In fact, you can try the Bacon Bloody, the Jalapeno Bloody, the Mother Mary. Or if you know what, if you want to try them all, you can just get a flight and uh, sample them all. They're fantastic. Uh, plus, Lucky's, uh, they celebrate Sunday fun day. They have happy hour all day long on Sunday, every single Sunday. Uh, they have events and prize giveaways uh, during games, too. They have locations in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. And you know what? If you can't make it out, uh, if you want to have people over for the game, you know what? You can call ahead to Lucky's and order some of those fantastic appetizers, and they'll be ready uh, to go when you come and pick them up. Find them online at Lucky's13Pub.com, Lucky's13Pub.com. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings Vent Line now continues. Into the end zone, that is a 
Touchdown for Adam Thielen. There's a throw and not a good one by Cousins. It's intercepted by Darius Slay. Slay crossing midfield and dropped in the 43-yard line by Rudolph. Little troll job by Jonathan there. It was really the only, I don't know, for me anyways, it was the only thing that drove me nuts about the Vikings was that interception. But uh, other people have called in with their thoughts, and we'll take yours for one more segment here. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Lucky's 13 is the spot to watch football on Sundays. They power Vikings vent line, five metro locations, and you can find Lucky's 13 on the interwebs at Lucky's13Pub.com. Lucky's13Pub.com. Happy hour and Sunday fun day. All day, every day on Sunday for uh, for Vikings games and whatever other games you want to watch. Manny, let's go back to the lines here and get to Mark in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. who's been on hold for a while. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. We're doing all right. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, two things. Uh, curious about uh, one thing, which I'll get to later, but the first thing is that, you know, you know, we can be upset about Kirk Cousins doing all these things, you know, like all of a sudden he'll make a bonehead move or he'll throw it into double coverage. But for me, I actually like and enjoy now being a Vikings fan where I'm not seeing like little dinking and dunking like, you know, every, uh, I feel like the last quarterbacks that we've had. Yeah. You know, I actually like somebody who takes a shot and makes it exciting. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Oh, for sure. Compared to... Well, Christian Ponder is the obvious elephant in yeah. the room here where it was like one check, yeah. if it wasn't there, he'd tuck and run it for five yards or something less than that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just saying, like, as a, we can, like, you know, keep on beating him up, but I, I'm excited. It makes me, it, it makes it fun to watch a Vikings game. Uh, the second thing is this, is that we went into the season thinking that the NFC North was, like, you know, supposed to be, like, one of the dominant divisions. And I think it still can be, but it's, it's interesting. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, with the Lions and also the Bears, I feel like their record is overachieving. And I also think, like, the the Vikings and the Packers, are, their records are almost underachieving. So do we have a good division, you guys think? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the Packers, it's just that the Packers, they're only as good as, like, Aaron Rodgers is right now, like, when if if you take Aaron Rodgers out and you have to put Deshaun Kaiser in at quarterback, like they are a completely different football team. Um, the Lions, I mean, I don't know if Patricia's even a good coach yet, to be honest with you. And the Bears, the Bears are interesting in that I don't think they're a great team, but that defense with Khalil Mack is like legit. Their their shortcomings is going to be the quarterback just. Trubisky just hasn't really proved himself yet. He's shown some flashes, but he just overall the the product is just not not where it needs to be yet. So I think that might end up being what holds the Bears off. So to answer the caller's question, I mean, I I don't know if this is a great division right now, to be honest with you. The Vikings are the only legitimate team in this division, and they're not one of the two best teams in the NFC right, right. now. So yeah. to answer it that way. Uh, I am a Bears believer. I don't think the Bears are going to be winning two playoff games or anything. But that defense is good, man. Yeah, and so they're five and three after just destroying Buffalo today. They made pretty easy, quick work of the New York Jets the week before. You know, and then they played the Patriots pretty close on October twenty first, and they've got games on the horizon here against the Lions twice, the Giants on December second. And they also get San Francisco still on their schedule. So those 
you would think, so the Bears already have five wins. Let's give them wins over the Giants and the 49ers. Well, that get, that's seven wins right there, not including maybe a win against Minnesota. Doesn't count either the Detroit game. So the Bears have a pretty clean path to at least nine wins. They have the easiest schedule, I think, of any team left in the division. And I don't think they're a great team, but you factor in that easy schedule, you know, they might... They're, you're you're going to have to account for them, like yeah. and I, and I think the way their defense is playing with Khalil Mack and and those guys, I mean, they're, they're that defense is legit. It's just a matter of is Mitch Trubisky going to cost them a game or two? Which so far he hasn't really done that yet. Six five one six four six eight two five five. In fact, let's let's just take one final call here because we want to get to that Saints Rams game. Let's go to a Jonathan Harrison's hometown Partyville where Zach is. Hey, what's going on? Zach, what do you got for us? Yeah, I was just uh, calling in about if we could ever get the offense and defense to roll together. I mean, 10 sacks today, we should have won by 40. After uh, Cook's uh, 75-yard run, we only had about 200 yards of total offense. Captain Kirk's got to do better. Yeah, Captain, Captain Kirk. Thanks, Zach. I love Partyville. <laughs> I got some cousins in Partyville, actually. Um, it was kind of a blah day for the offense. Yeah, today. it was. It was. It was a blah day. It wasn't. I don't think it was a bad day, but there. And and it's. We've seen. It seems like we've had. We've seen them play games like this at home more so than the road. Like on the road, they've for the most part, Kirk Cousins has gone out there and really performed well, especially in situations like with the Rams and the Packers, where he sort of stepped up and against you know a quality opponent. But it seems like at home. For whatever reason, the offense has just been kind of eh. I think it, it's also worth noting, too, though, well, Stefan Diggs not playing right. makes your offense a lot less explosive. But if you know Stefan Diggs isn't going to play, and your defense, and you're at home, and your defense has that much of a stranglehold on the Lions, I mean, unless you hit on a bunch of big plays, you're probably not going to score 40 or 50 points. I know that's what fans, you want the 40 or 50 point outburst, mm-hmm. and that's just not... The average team in the NFL scores about twenty-two or twenty-three points in a game, and the Vikings the Vikings put up a, a decidedly average performance, but in a game where all you got to do is not turn the ball over four times, just let's pump the brakes a little bit. If you take away the seventy-yard run by Dalvin Cook, it looks even worse because then they only have about fifty rushing yards to go along with one hundred fifty passing yards. Yeah, but they don't have to apologize for what they did today. They took care of business. Going into the bye on yep. a high note. Yeah. Yep. So let's uh let's do this. We're gonna wrap for this week's episode so that we can get out of here in time for uh, this game just kicked off here. There's 13:49 left. Rams and Saints, almost in its entirety, the two best teams in the NFC, maybe the two best teams in the NFL, clashing right here on 1500 ESPN. Thanks to Jonathan Harrison. Thanks to Manny Hill and uh, Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgat are gonna have plenty more Viking stuff. Purple Podcast. 1500ESPN.com is your place. Surprise. Quiet day for Cousins. He has one touchdown, one interception, and just lost it down the middle. Can you believe that catch by Rudolph? And a flag comes in after the tackle. Gold Vikings, let's win this game. Gold Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em.
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.